Whether you're new to the Wiregrass area or you've been here your whole life, you're going to learn something new about the community. Hey, I'm Bethany B, and this is episode 48 of Welcome to the Wiregrass. And my guest today is Laura Suki, who is no stranger to me. I've known you for about two years now. Yeah, And we actually over. used to work together. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Laura. How are you? Great, Bethany. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining me. It's nice seeing you. I don't get to see you every day anymore, so I, I miss know. you. I know. I miss you, too. <laughs> and we kind of have the same accent, so now I'm just a lone wolf here at the radio people with my accent. <laughs> <laughs> I represent us, so we're good. <laughs> oh, good, good. And you're here because you are actually a personal shopper, which I've always been so intrigued by, which we're going to touch base on that later. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself so that way we can get to know you. All right. Well, I want to start with where you where you introduced me. Why why do you know me from working here? Obviously, Bethany is a wonderful on-air talent, and she can just get on there and introduce the songs and <laughs> give you the backstory and make it very interesting. Well, I was the person who went out to the community and went particularly to the business community and sold advertising Mm -hmm. because even though radio is free to the consumers, in order for it to actually work, there have to be sponsors. Mm -hmm. And I have always been very passionate about radio. I grew up listening to Larry Lujak. Um, anybody from the Midwest might know who that is. He was a shock, the original shock jock out of Chicago, but not not a shock jock like we think of it these days. <laughs> very mild compared to what we think of these days. But uh, always had a love affair with radio, and I had done marketing for eleven years at a pretty well known organization here in town. And when it was time to transition from being um, in that other career, radio just was the most logical choice because I had a background in marketing and sales, and I loved radio. I'm biased because I love radio, too. It's just so much fun working here and getting to know the community more where you actually like to get to go out and meet the people. Sometimes we do, too, but we're basically just in a room by ourselves. It sounds right. like we're talking to ourselves, but we're really talking to you. So That's right. <laughs> and you're from Chicago, right? Well, the Chicagoland area, which Chicagoland might sound like a funny term, but if you're from the Chicagoland area... That's what they call the greater metropolitan area. I was 38 miles from downtown Chicago where okay. I grew up. Yeah, that's pretty close. Yes, ma'am. So I grew up with, and this is a big deal back then because there was no such thing as cable TV. I'm dating myself. <laughs> there was no such thing as um, satellite radio. It was just wherever you lived. Like I know my sister-in-law who grew up here in Headland, she always says that they had three TV stations growing up. And while I was growing up, we had about a dozen because we were right there at the city. So I came to work here at the Radio People, which is a great place to work because you have a station for any type of business to do well on to reach a targeted audience. You have a progressive country station that plays contemporary music reaching people under 40 who listen to country. This is the number one station for that in the entire Wiregrass, and that's a huge area. Mm -hmm. Then we had the Legend 96.9 with B.J. Kelly. That goes without saying. I mean, anybody not interested in contemporary country, that's where they're listening. And B.J. used to work for KMX. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. And then KMX, I mean, KMX is a 
standalone in the wiregrass market. I mean, all of us, even though I'm not even originally from here, to me, KMX is the wiregrass. It's the only true pop station in the entire market. And then we have News Talk 103.9, Dothan's Home for Rick and Bubba, Rush Limbaugh in the afternoon, Ben Shapiro in the evening, and there's a whole lot of other ones in between there. But for people wanting to be um, aware of what's going on, they generally turn to News Talk. And a News Talk audience is a very tuned-in audience. They listen very intently to every word that's being said. Mm-hmm. And we also have our new station that's coming up, Music 107.7, which is um, kind of like easy listening but toe-tapping type music that you can play in front of any audience. They're not going to play anything on there that you'd be ashamed or feel like you have to turn down the radio yeah. or anything like that. It's a great workplace station. I'm sorry to give you the whole rundown of the stations, <laughs> but that's for people not familiar with the radio people. Those are the stations that are represented. As I was going around meeting business owners and helping them come up with ideas to market their business, what I kept seeing over and over again, what I kept being told was, I would be doing this or that, name it, but I don't have time. I would grow my business, but I can't find enough people to hire. I would like to meet with you for longer to get some marketing Mm -hmm. ideas going for my company, but I am so strapped, I can't get away from what I need to be doing. And that was a common denominator Mm -hmm. across the board. It didn't matter if it was retail, a restaurant, or any type of business that I was helping with their marketing plan. They, the owners were strapped for time and they didn't have enough employees. And it kind of occurred to me. I bet they could use a personal shopper for when it comes time to getting their vehicles. So that is how I ended up doing what I'm doing now. Um, Mainly, that's how. Dothan Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram was one of my clients. And they also, that group of dealerships also owns Dothan Kia, Dothan Volkswagen, Enterprise Chevrolet, and Enterprise Kia. And, And during meetings that I was having with their management, We realized that a lot of the skills that I was using here at the radio people were applicable for business owners or just busy people in general. So what I've been hired to do there is to be basically a personal shopper. When you buy a car or truck, most of it is talking to the salesperson and finding out what you're looking for, finding out you know, kind of where you want to be payment-wise and stuff like that. And a lot of that can be assessed over the phone. So that is a lot of what I do. I go out and I make my services known to the marketplace and also, like I said, to individuals. I mean, I, I even have one lady that I'm friends with on social media, and she keeps telling me, you need to let senior citizens know that you can do this because it's hard for us to get out, and I certainly can, you know. Just because you reach a certain age, it doesn't mean you don't need transportation. Mm-hmm. And although we would all like to think that our vehicles are going to keep going and going and going. They're the, not. They're not. <laughs> they all come with an expiration date. And sometimes things happen that we weren't planning. Accidents. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just whatever, you know, a big storm and a tree lands on your vehicle that was parked in your carport and everything came crashing down. I mean, these are the things that happen in life. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we're just glad it was a vehicle that was damaged and not people that was damaged. Exactly. That's a big thing. (laughs) Yeah. And also for families every day, there's somebody turning 15 and 16 in a lot of households across Mm -hmm. the wiregrass. 
So what I see a lot of is um, dad's going to retire his truck and it's going to go to the son. So now dad's going to get a newer to him or a brand new truck for himself. So that's what I'm doing as a personal shopper. I I hope I didn't rattle on too much. No. So do you go out to visit people or is it more phone calls? Like how do you get out in the community for that? All right. That's a great question. And I'm still kind of working on that. But I do do what we call cold calling. Mm -hmm. That's where I go into businesses. I try to do that in the mornings. um, But there's really no set time. It's really just trying to catch the owner in or the management or decision maker. Because here's the thing. Every business needs at least one vehicle. They may not need a whole fleet of vehicles, Mm -hmm. but they need at least one, even if it's just what the owner drives. And you have to plant that seed so that when they're ready or when that vehicle that they're currently driving hits the expiration date, that they know, oh, I can call Laura up and I can tell her this is what I need. And we can talk about it over the phone and get the ball rolling. I mean, how many people want to spend their entire weekend off running around car lots? stressful too been there done that (laughs) yes it's stressful and you don't know where to begin or where to end and it's hot most of the time or it it can be inclement weather really cold as it's been lately or just really hot and most people now some people do like that experience but most of us have other things we would like to do on the weekend or on our only day off during the week besides run around car lots so say i'm looking for a car And I call you up and I was like, okay, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for this year, this make and model. Is that where you come in? You're like, okay, I know I have several cars that may be perfect for you. That's kind yes, we can do that. It helps if you're a little bit flexible because sometimes it's difficult to get the exact year. Mm -hmm. Unless you're talking about something new, then that's a different story. But yes, we have new and new to you vehicles available any make, any model. So sometimes it's talking through what the client really needs in the vehicle. But then again, what I'm kind of seeing is it's usually what they want more than really what they need. Mm -hmm. It's hard for people, if they have a certain image in their mind of what they think is what they should be in, it's hard for them to say, well... Maybe a van would be more sensible for me if they've got it in their head that they have to have an SUV. And that's fine because you know what? You drive your vehicle every day. You need to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not in the business of convincing anybody. My my job is to maybe let them have other ideas be heard. And but then if they want to go back to their original intent, which most of the time they do, I'm fine with that. A car is more of like our second home because you're in that more about the same as you are in your actual home. Like you're driving to and from places, especially if you're a mom or a dad, you're carting those kids around to all their different activities, too. So you want it to be something that you're comfortable in. Bethany, that is exactly right, especially <laughs> nowadays where you cannot even go in a McDonald's because we're still in the aftermath of the COVID-19 mm-hmm. shutdown. And eventually it will probably change. But right now, as of February 2020, Chick-fil-A isn't open, McDonald's isn't open, Burger King, none of them. You cannot go into their lobbies. You have to go through the drive-thru. So it's more important now than ever 
to have a comfortable, accessible vehicle Mm -hmm. that the windows actually work on. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And um, be able to function out of your vehicle. Because like you said, you spend a lot of time in that vehicle and you need to be able to enjoy it and have it be functional for you. I had friends that in upstate New York, it's a lot different there than it is here with the pandemic. So like you literally can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So they would just get in their car and just drive because they're like, I'm safe. And at least I can just get out of the house for a little bit. And that's what was comfortable for them as being in their car. That's right. And you know what? There is no such thing as a perfect solution for transportation. You know, one time everybody just had to walk everywhere they went. And so then the wheel was invented Mm -hmm. and bicycles came along and people have always used animals and horses and things of that nature. But so far, as far as being able to get into something that's going to protect you from the elements and make it where whether you are going to a wedding or whether you are going to a rodeo. When you get out of that vehicle, you're going to look the same way as when you got into the vehicle. Mm -hmm. And we are all so used to having that. Sometimes I think we take it for granted. Mm -hmm. We do. (laughs) I definitely appreciate when I got my car because when I was 16, like when you were just first starting out how to drive, not everyone gets a car right away. So I was dependent on so many people trying to give me a ride to work and everything. And I was like, it was just annoying. So once I finally got my own car, I was so excited. I'm like, I don't have to depend on anyone. So I have to be super careful because when you're 16, you never know, like you're getting distracted easily. So that's right. And you know what? For better or for worse, that's the a great part of the American spirit Mm -hmm. is that independence, that fierce independence. It's like, I don't like you said, I don't want to have to rely on even my mom you know, okay, I here I am, a 16-year-old. If you had a job, you probably didn't get off till 9 or 10 at mm-hmm. night. And if your mom is anything like I am now, I've washed my makeup off at that point, and I don't want to leave the house again. And she's in bed by that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mom is anyway. <laughs> yes, I usually am too. 10 o'clock is definitely midnight for yes. me. <laughs> Same. And so when did you move to the Wiregrass? You've been here for a long time now, right? Yes, ma'am. I originally moved here... Might as well say in the mid-90s. Okay. My family had already moved here. Very long story, very short. Part of our family was originally from Centerville, Alabama, and had migrated up to the Midwest because of the steel mills. A lot of people went up there because you could get really good paying jobs with really good benefits, especially if you were willing to work doubles and long hours. So that's why a lot of people went up there. And my parents always wanted to come back south And in the late 80s, an opportunity came up for them to return. Now, the whole time, mind you, I had cousins in Alabama. So even though I may not have exactly an Alabama accent by Alabama terms, I've always been part of the culture because of my cousins and relatives and the blessing of being part of the Southern family. Your accent's definitely not thick like mine, because one of our coworkers he makes fun of us because of our Midwest accent. But I didn't even realize you were from Illinois until I think we were having a conversation. You're like, I'm from Chicago. And I was like, because Chicago has, they say Chicago differently. I I can't impersonate how they say it, but it is a thick northern Midwest accent, too. 
So, and I was like, Laura doesn't sound like that. She sounds more like Alabama. <laughs> well, I've really worked on it. And actually, I'm from Northwest Indiana. Yeah. It's the part of Indiana that literally borders on Chicago. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to mislead anybody yeah. there. I've worked very hard. And it's funny, up there my whole life, people would say, where are you from? You have a Southern accent. And now down here, people say, where are you from? You don't sound like you're from around here. I get that all the time. Right, right. (laughs) You're not from here. I was like, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So did you meet your husband? Because you have two sons and a husband. So did you meet him here? No, ma'am. I had returned to that area to finish college. And my husband was already living and working in the steel mill. Well, he wasn't living in the steel mill. That wouldn't be good. Um, He was living in the area, and he worked at the steel mill. And uh, after he and I got married, about two years later, we sold the house we had, and, and we came on down here so we could be with the rest of the family. Is his family from here as well or back in, like, Indiana, Illinois area? Yes, we still do have some family up there, but... Pretty much other than cousins, for me personally, all of my family is here in Lower Alabama. Was it? So this is a weird question I'm going to throw at you. So I was raised in the North, and Mm -hmm. I think being raised in the North is a little different than the South. Oh, yeah. And you were raised in like the Midwest. So raising your boys in the South, was it different than how you were raised in the Midwest? Yes, but I think even if we lived in my hometown, it wouldn't be the same at all. Uh, I do believe my personal observation, this is not a scientific study, but with the accessibility, I mean, first of all, Bethany, you didn't grow up with a phone in your hand, right? (laughs) And my sons have had phones. Maybe some would say it was too young, but they've had phones since they were about in the sixth grade. You know, they have access to any question they want to know. They use the internet all the time. And In some ways, I think that can be good. And in some ways, of course, it's challenging. But we talk about it because the way I look at it, I can't shelter them. Of course, I have parental filters and guards on things. But I pray with my children every day. I pray out loud. Lord, let them be able to discern the difference between right and wrong and good and evil and reject all that is bad. And that's really all you know, to, all I know to do, mm-hmm. because I don't want my kids to be left behind and not know what's going on compared to all of their peers. I want them to be able to, like I tell them, when I when I'm looking at my phone and something bad comes up, a bad image or a bad word, I just either hit hide or delete mm-hmm. or unfollow. Yep. You just have to learn how to use those mm-hmm. things. Because when you get well, let one little thing draw you in, it can lead to something else and then to something else and then to something else. And before you know it, it's a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Sucks you right in. It, it can suck <laughs> you right in, even if it's just an honest, legitimate, what are they doing? What is that all about? The point is, there's only so many hours in the day and we can spend all, even if it's just for saving our time, we don't want to waste all of our time going down every rabbit hole that the internet can take us down. We don't have time for that. No, we don't. Mm-mm. And it can be so consuming, too. Yes, it can. <laughs> for sure. So one last question. Right. Um, so what is your favorite thing about the Wiregrass area? Which I love living here. I've only been here not even two years. So I just love the community and how people are so friendly and welcoming because you don't get that in the North or the Midwest. That is exactly it. It is the people. The people, the people, I can say that over and over again, nine out of 10 people that you encounter at least have good intentions, at least 
I mean, they're kind. They'll go out of their way to help anybody. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, there's good and bad no matter where you go. But when you look at the odds and when you look at how people interact with each other, I mean, waving at people as they drive by. I remember, this is a great example, my sister-in-law lives in Vancouver, Washington. She was here visiting two or three years ago, and we were at some shop or something. It was kind of, there wasn't too many things around. It was up in Ozark, I think. And as we were getting to the car, I said, well, don't worry. I said, we'll find somewhere that has bottled water, because her or her eight-year-old, they were thirsty. And all of a sudden, this man came, he had a cooler in his car, and they were sealed up, brand new waters, handed everybody a water. And he goes, oh, here you go, just out of the kindness of his heart. And my sister-in-law was like, wow. (laughs) And I said, you know what? That's just how people are here. Mm -hmm. You know, if they have something that can help you and they hear that you need it. I mean, we weren't talking about looking for water, trying to, we had no idea this man had water in his vehicle. (laughs) But he was just being gracious and kind and thoughtful and considerate of other people. That's what I learned. So when I was in Atlanta, I was coming to visit here for the first time. And I was at my gate to go to Dothan. Everyone, like I had my bag and everything. So one guy moved his stuff over at the chair and he's like, here, you can put your stuff down here. And I was just, I wasn't used to any of that. And then even when I got onto the flight, there was a guy sitting next to me. And this was pre-pandemic, and of course. And he was like, oh, let me move to another seat so you can have the road to yourself. And I didn't ask, like, I have no problem sitting next to people at all. Like, I did not ask him to do any of that. I was like, no, 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 you're fine. Like, you can sit next to me and this is good. He's like, no, 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 there's a lot of empty seats on the plane. Let me ask. I was like, okay. (laughs) But that's how people are in the South. And I have to interject one thing. Y'all who may not know Bethany, she is the cutest little thing. (laughs) It wasn't like people were giving up their seat because (laughs) here was some 600 pound life lady trying to sit next to them. I mean... She is sweet, cute, unassuming. She doesn't smell bad or anything. So that's just how people are down here. And I'm not used to that because I was like, I I like sitting next to people. I mean, now with the pandemic, I like having a little bit of space because right. you never know. That's right. that was like two years ago. So. That's right. That's right. I love the wiregrass and I'm grateful to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here and I got to get to know you. Thank that's you. That's all I have unless there's anything else you wanted to add today. Anybody that may be listening to this podcast, when you're ready for your next vehicle, be it new or new to you, any make, any model, if you'll give me a call and give me an opportunity, I promise to do the very best that I can to match you up with what you're looking for and get you the best deal possible. Our dealerships are Dothan Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Dothan Kia, Dothan Volkswagen, Enterprise Chevrolet, and Enterprise Kia. My name is Laura Suki, and my phone number is 334-803-2136. That's 334-803-2136. And Laura definitely keeps her promises. <laughs> Thanks, Bethany. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us today, Laura. Thanks, Bethany. We're going to have to do this again. You do a great job. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Welcome to the Wiregrass, brought to you by the radio people.